This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Can we do a, a little temperature check on a couple of guys that, um, I don't know, I, I, like what do you take away from Deontay Johnson's game and Michael Pittman's game? Obviously, they got a lot of passes. <laughs> Michael Pittman's game looked like a running back's, like, you know, like a game log of a couple running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, it like, looks like Austin Eckler or something. Yeah, it was like an Austin Eckler type game. You're like, what is going on? Deontay Johnson was very impressive. Uh, no, I don't care how you slice it. He didn't catch a touchdown again, which is crazy. Um, but 10 targets, 10 receptions for Deontay Johnson. But we'll start with Michael Pittman, um, who played on Saturday. And just everything's short and underneath, and he's very sure-handed, and those are automatic little layup throws for him. But golly, like, what is going on with Michael Pittman? Um, And can we get this guy a deep shot every now and again? Yeah, I think coming into this past week, uh, Rich Rebar was one who told me the stat they had one catch of 20-plus yards um it, all year long which is just absolutely it only has three targets on those on those plays as well so that's, that's pretty disgusting tough. i don't think he got it don't think he got one in this vikings game either uh if you told me like coming in this week michael pittman got 14 targets i would have been like oh hell yeah what are you 100 120 130 something <laughs> like that uh against the vikings secondary but no of course it was nope. like the classic Pittman line this year you know he had one big drop and he's had a couple like inopportune drops on on passes yeah, yeah, where he yeah. could have ripped for longer games I, I'm not going to kill him for that stuff obviously uh there was the fumble play as well that should, probably should have been a fumble touchdown for the for the Vikings early on uh man tough week for NFL officiating overall but um Michael Pittman yeah just God, I, I still think he's a really good player. I think he gets, a, I think he's gotten a little bit too much crap for the season that he's having because mm-hmm. he's in a weird way. Like what I was excited about, and it feels crazy to say these words, but what I was excited about when Matt Ryan was coming to the Colts, because um, the Colts have been anything but exciting with Matt Ryan this year, was that in 2021, Michael Pittman was all deep shots. It was all like, go down the, you know, Carson Wentz flinging that thing, uh, RPO stuff down the field and just having Michael Pittman go get it. And I was like, well, you know, Michael Pittman, he can do that stuff. He can win contested and he's a good big bodied receiver, but the stuff that he's great at is over the middle routes, intermediate stuff like that. And I was hoping that Matt Ryan would make that like a maybe 50, 50, 60, 40 split. But now it's gone from like, all deep stuff to all short stuff. So can we get Michael Pittman, somebody that'll just meet in the middle? (laughs) Yeah, that would be nice. That's been the frustrating part of his season this year is that, I mean, Ryan is so obviously toast uh, and you know, the pass protection stuff has made it impossible for Pittman to do anything in the intermediate game or down the field. But I still think he's a really good player that is like a long-term buy. Um, And and all things considered, I think his season is, is a good one. It just is not going to have any sort of like potency him, him and Deontay Johnson. That's why I'm grouped these two guys together. when we were planning the show is that like, they're both, you know, super low and like yards per catch yards per target, stuff like that. But there's a reason these guys are getting all this volume. It's because they get open and the team does trust them. 
Yeah, I mean, there is some of that, and I think there's some. I, I just question some of the play designs too. You know that uh, that they're throwing Michael Pittman's way. It's like I don't. I just feel like we don't see enough like deep overs or like. None I mean, of it, yeah, no. I, I give me like even I know it's a difficult throw, but like give me like a corner route every now and again. You know, it's like. Can we can we get a little something uh, that tests the boundaries or if we're um, and again, if we want to get him in the middle of the field, that's great. Like, give me a deep over route, like throw like throw him 10 deep overs and like, let's just see what happens. You know, it's like I mean, it's Jeff Saturday, for God's sake. It's not like we had to get creative here. You know, we're just we're playing backyard football, essentially, uh, in the Indianapolis, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, let's just draw it up in the dirt. Just be like, Hey, Michael Pittman, just go ahead, run deep over and we'll just throw you, throw it your way and let's see what happens. <laughs> Michael Pittman is eighth in the NFL in targets. I mean, I would have been streaking in the oh, street if you told me he, yeah. he was going to be eighth in the NFL. I thought he had that ceiling, right? But he is averaging <laughs> 6.55 air yards per target this year. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's like that's, that's like little that's like little slot receiver stuff, you know. Oh, that's I mean, and you know I love this guy, but they don't remotely play the same position. Amon Ross St. Brown is like six point four, you know. Right. Um, now the difference there is the reason that you know Pittman is is so low in terms of it's like he has averaged three point six yak per reception. There's and that a lot of that and my and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's at five point one. A lot of yeah. that is the design of the offense, like. Pittman gets these crossing routes and stuff like that. There is somebody to tackle him right away because oh, yeah. you don't have to respect the lid of the Colts offense, but Ben Johnson's done such a good job of getting these deep shots and getting guys into space in the Colts. That's what, I mean, great offensive design. And this is why Ben Johnson's not going to be the Lions offense coordinator next year. He's going to be somebody's head coach is that all about all offensive coaching is, is like, how do I get my guys into space? Not like, yeah. you know, little gimmicky touches and stuff like that. It's how right. do I get my guys running these routes so that they can pick up yak. They can pick up yards after catch. There's none of that in the Colts offense right now, because you have to mix in those deep shots as well. And they're, they're, there have been some times they take deep shots to Alec Pierce, but I mean, they got blanked in this last game again because God, nobody respects that either. Yeah, I know. Kill me. Um, okay. So Deontay Johnson had a, had a fabulous game, 10 catches on 10 targets for 98 yards. Uh, I go back and forth with my colleague, John Hansen about this all the time, but he just doesn't see Deontay Johnson as a number one. And I just strongly disagree. And he thinks that the future of this wide receiver room uh, flows through George Pickens. I don't, I don't, I guess I just, I don't totally disagree with that take, but I wanted to see what your thoughts were on, on this situation. Pickens had five targets, two grabs for 53 yards. He makes spectacular plays, but is he an alpha dog, just like bad boy, um, you know, receiver, or is he a splash play guy? Yeah, I think that is going to be like the question of this receiver core next year. And and look, I've made my thoughts about Matt Canada. That's an offense they can't. I mean, they cannot run back Matt Canada's offense next oh, year, God, right? No. Let's 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 hope not. But yeah, um, this is another situation where. Um, and look again, I have criticized Deontay Johnson for this a lot. Uh, the 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 yak stuff. Um, the the constant running to the side, like get upfield, get upfield, Deontay, like get <laughs> go go please go, God. Go, but the worst part, oh, James, the worst part is he did that this this game against the Panthers. He, of course, it was a curl route because that's my point here is they don't put these guys into positions to get they, they have Deontay Johnson come back to the quarterback and then want to get yak like that doesn't physics wise. 
that that you're doing this and then you're doing that. That's that's that could be difficult. Very bad for the podcast audience. My little hand motion there, but you get my point. <laughs> he does that. He gets the yak on the curl route. He makes a couple guys miss. He's pushing towards the end zone. He gets up and then he gets a taunting penalty. It's like, come on, man, stop. He's so he's so he's such a boneheaded player. Uh, but uh. Um, but picking. I know, I know, but Pickens is a bit of a boneheaded player too, and um, there there's a little bit of weirdness like that. And you know, obviously, people always still criticize Deontay Johnson for drops. He has six drops on the year on 123 targets. You know, AJ Brown has six target or six drops on that many targets. Travis Kelsey, six six drops on 127. You know, Steph Diggs. Nobody cares that Steph Diggs has dropped nine passes, or Justin Jefferson has dropped eight passes. It's because they make the plays to make people forget about those. Um, you right. know, Amari Cooper has five drops, right? Chris Godwin has five drops. Like Mike Evans, five drops uh, is you no, know, the great Zay Jones, uh, six drops. <laughs> so <laughs> the great Zay Jones. Yes. We're saving Zay. Zay we're going to talk Zay Jones in depth on the next show. We'll, I love we'll it. get to it. I'm finally breaking down. I'm going to, I'm going to finally break under the weight of all these fantasy points and, and chart the guy. But yeah, love I think it. with Deontay just, I, I still think that I'm, I will bet long-term on like his ability to get open. Cause that's not in question. Like the guy is always open. He is a mistake prone player, but you know, part of me wonders like how much I like, I'm not blaming Mike Tomlin for this. Cause I think Mike Tomlin's obviously a great coach, but are they really like, this is now three guys that we could come in here and say in the last few years. And even, even Juju to some degree, but he was a bit more before this, this is now three guys, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and I think George Pickens is guilty of this too, that don't have all their details refined, that that hmm. make these boneheaded mistakes. And at some point, you have to ask, these are three really talented, even Claypool, who I you know don't think is in these two, Pickens or Johnson's class of player, but he showed a lot of signs as a rookie. Never, I mean, he made the same mistakes over and over, over again. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Over yeah, and over yeah, again. Deontay, same mistakes over and over again. I think Pickens, even, he makes a lot of mistakes as well. He's not totally there on the details of his routes. He's not totally there on the details of his ability to, you know, he makes these fantastic plays, but sometimes he makes things harder than he is, harder than it needs to be with his timing of his jumps or his hand timing, stuff like that. These mistakes are compounding for these players over and over again at what point do you sit there and look in the mirror and say is it them or is it us because there's one consistent factor here and it's us and and i wonder with those guys like will the will they always be they always have their potential cap because of those mistakes there um i don't know who coaches wide receivers in pittsburgh but i think at some point you have to ask that question Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's a fair question to ask, and I think that has actually been a criticism, a, a longstanding criticism of Mike Tomlin teams. I mean, not just at the wide receiver position, but I think across the board, uh, some of his skill position players, you know, are sometimes, you know, I don't know, just kind of make weird plays every now and again. Um, I think that's been a longstanding issue with Mike Tomlin. I think that's totally fair to say. I, I would say this, though. How much of it is, and we're seeing it now with Mac Jones in real time, but like at some point the frustration just boils over because like you're a great player and you're playing yep. with trash. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, if you're Deontay Johnson, you're like, golly, can I get a quarterback that can throw me a ball? Can I get an offense that utilizes my, you know, my skill sets here? Like at some point, like all of that stuff, like compounds on top of each other. And I think that's when you see guys acting out the way they do, you know? So I don't know. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'll, I'll say this too, you know, when you get a veteran quarterback in there, or a good quarterback or whatever, young, developing, exciting quarterback or whatever, and you, and you all of a sudden have, like, championship aspirations, man, it's it's interesting, man. Like, all of a sudden, a lot of guys start buttoning up real quick. You know what I mean? So, um, and I know that's all, like, narrative things, but, you know, again, these are human, human people playing a human game, and, you know, human emotions do take a factor um, as well. Oh. That's why I that, – that's why I think, like, you know, got, like – there are sometimes good players on bad teams that have bad seasons because they're just not playing that hard, you know? Oh, and yeah. yeah. I, you can't – it's like I get it, man. Like I absolutely get it. So anyways, um, I'm, I have not lost the faith here uh, on Deontay Johnson. I think he's still a phenomenal player. But, yeah, can we get a new offensive coordinator? And let's just hope that Kenny Pickens – uh, develops a little bit in the offseason. I still believe that he's got some tools, man, um, that can really unlock what Deontay Johnson does well. I think it's a bummer that Pickett has missed time with the with the concussion stuff. That, by the way, is troubling that he's missed time with concussions twice. I know two of them, now, or at least yeah, a, two yeah. Them. That's that's definitely troubling for for more reasons than just his development, of course. Mm-hmm. But I same thing with like. I hate that like Traylon Burks, for example, a guy I've always said like needs a lot of development, needs reps. Like he's now missed two long stretches, two multi-game stretches with injuries here. I hate when that happens for rookies. Um, but you know, like this was happening with Deontay and and obviously Pickens clearly just Pickens is Pickens, man. He's going to be this, like, you know, he's going to, he thinks he's open 99% of the time and he's always pissed. He's not getting the ball, but whatever, like you're not, but that's fine. Um, you know, these guys were pissed. <laughs> these guys were pissed when Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback. They're still pissed now. Like, I think it's clearly more than just the quarterback stuff too. It, it's, I don't think these guys have a lot of faith in, in the system there, but, um, and, no. and it's funny too. Like people, people think like, oh, that would, that you just buy in eventually or whatever. No, like if you know, something's not good and it's not putting you in your best position, it doesn't matter. Like, or like, oh, why would Deontay resign with the team if you didn't believe in the office? It's like, that's not how it works, man. Like, you take the money, okay? Period. That's the end of the day. <laughs> it's a job, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that's a, a thing for for the Steelers. Just they, they have to – hopefully this, like, first losing season for, for Mike Tomlin forces some questions to be asked here because, um, yeah, this offense just does a whole lot of stuff to do a whole lot of nothing when it comes to the motions and all that wide receiver jet sweep crap. I've had enough already. <laughs> you know, I, I always think it's interesting too when when people you know like question um, like off season logic for some of these players, and it's like you got to understand like the stuff on the field is the stuff on the field, and then the business is the business, right? And the business yeah. all happens during the off season, and then when they when when they kick off week one, it's like no, okay, well now we're focused in on football. It's much less about the business, and and actually, I think my analogy is kind of like it's it's exactly like fantasy football. In the off season, we have all these thoughts about like you know big brain thoughts of like air yards and offensive ecosystems and all this kind of stuff. And then week one, we like completely throw out ADP and yeah. it's like, oh my god, who should I start week one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because once the yeah. games kick off, it's just a totally you know different you know ball game. It's just that's it's just funny to me. 
That's not a bad analogy. Yeah, it's just all that offense, all that offseason research, all like the the soon this guy that you thought was going to have this breakout season, you know, catches one pass in week one. It's like all that's out the window. All, that <laughs> all of it is happening right now, week to week. You know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so there you go. Anyways, uh, we move on. Go to receptionperception.com if you want to see, you know, some matchup data. If you want to see, of course, uh, in-depth breakdown of what Matt is doing as well, that would be wonderful. And if you could like and subscribe to the podcast as well, if you're just catching us on the new, that would be awesome too. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe.